Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, NASA is warning that meteors meteors could pose a threat to the Earth and that an apocalyptic, an apocalyptic one isn't really that far-fetched. I know, it sounds like something out of the movies, doesn't it? Uh, to talk more about all of this, Randy Atwood is with us, Executive Director, Royal Astronomical Society of Canada, and is with us now. Randy, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Hi, Scott. Good. Glad to be here. Uh, this does sound a bit like a movie, something out of Hollywood. How concerned should we be about meteorites flying into the Earth? Uh, the app of, uh, sorry, app of, would you call it apocalyptic? Yeah, that's the way to pronounce it. Yes. Um, very unlikely. And, uh, you know, the, the CTV story that we're, we're looking at here today, I think they just use that maybe to catch a, a few clicks. Um, uh, meteors are hitting the atmosphere all the time, but they're normally very, very small. Uh, they rarely reach the surface, and the ones that do reach the surface usually break up and, and you know, they're fist size or, 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 or smaller. But we know that the Earth has had a history of being hit by large objects. Uh, we have a lot of scars in the Canadian Shield, uh, lakes and whatever that are nice and round because they're the result of, of impacts um, millions of years ago. Uh, but for a, uh, a, a large impact, that's, uh, the one that uh, we're talking about here, very unlikely, uh, but not impossible. So I wouldn't lose any sleep over it because the last, last one was tens of thousands of, of years ago. Uh, you know, the, if anyone's been to Arizona, there's a, a large uh, hole in the ground there, meteor crater that uh, is is you know a couple of kilometers across, and uh, something rather large hit there. But that was 62,000 years ago. Um, but what NASA is doing is that we're we're trying to prepare for the next one. You know, the the really large one that hit 65 million years ago that uh, you know spelled the end of the dinosaurs. Uh, that something hitting that large, say 10 to 15 kilometers across could essentially end it for the human species. And so uh, uh, the ongoing joke is the dinosaurs aren't here anymore because they didn't have a space program. We have a space program, and uh, hopefully we'll be ready if and when we need to do something about a large rock uh, hitting our way. You talk about things that are catastrophic and apocalyptic and such. Uh, What about what happened in Russia back in 2013? We remember hearing that in in even the sonic boom that it it created, uh, uh, taking out lots of windows and such. What about something smaller like that even? Um, Those are very hard to detect. Uh, You know, there's a program ongoing now to try to find all of the 500 meter and greater uh, potential asteroids in, in Earth-crossing orbits. Uh, that one was only about seven meters across, not very large, uh, was captured by uh, dozens of, of car uh, video cameras on the dashboards. Of, it seems like everyone in Russia has one of those little dashboard cams. Uh, and it gave us great information on, uh, on these things. We are actually able to track back and find out what asteroid this, this rock probably came off of. Um, it, yeah, the, the major impact, as you say, it was it was as this rock came in through the atmosphere at tens of thousands of kilometers an hour, it sets up a shock wave, and that shock wave and sonic boom essentially blew out windows, and that was where the major uh, impact people we it had on people and injuring them by flying glass. It little pieces hit the ground for that uh, the Chelyabinsk event, uh, but uh, you know it wasn't like a big hole in the ground or anything like that. Uh, do we have the ability to take one of these out? I mean, can we do this? 
Um, theoretically, but we need a lot of, uh, of time to prepare. Uh, there have been and there are ongoing missions, unmanned missions, space probe missions to asteroids to visit them, orbit them, photograph them, and actually go down and touch them, land on them, grab a, a, a sample, and then bring it back to Earth. In fact, Canada is involved with a project called OSIRIS-REx right now, uh, which is going to do just that. Uh, if you... if Imagine there is something coming our way and we realize that, well, there's a good chance that this, this one kilometer sized rock is going to hit us in five years. Uh, the, probably the, the best thing we can do is deflect it somehow. Uh, but you can't deflect it a few days or weeks beforehand. You've got to deflect it a few years beforehand. It's co- sort of like, uh, imagine a 100 foot putt. If you just, def- if you just mm. turn your putter just a little bit, the effect once the ball gets to the hole is going to be great. Mm. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. You want to make sure though that if you deflect the asteroid, you deflect it away from the Earth and not towards the Earth. But the, you know, it, how do you move something, that, uh, a kilometer in size? And we don't know yet if, if these things are made of rock or ice. Uh, we know that some asteroids are actually big uh, gravel piles just held together. Wow. So what they're trying to do now is to determine what these things are made of, their densities, their composition, and then put together a plan as to how you would deflect something like this. Maybe just if it's sort of an icy surface, maybe just beaming lasers onto one side of it and having it outgas and push uh, the gas push, uh, deflect the orbit somehow and do that for a year or two may be all you need to do. So there are a lot of theories right now. People are looking at this, but, uh, you know, it is, n- it is not a, uh, a likely thing to happen in the next hundred thousand years. Uh, but it could happen and we need to be prepared for it. How accurate are we in predicting these, uh, in predicting when they will arrive? Uh, well, we, we can, when we, I, uh, uh when we discover an asteroid, we can watch it for several weeks and from that determine the orbit. And many of these do not come near the Earth, you know, so they're not a threat. Some of them, though, do have orbits which intersect with the Earth's orbit. Those are the ones we're trying to identify. Uh, we have, a, you know, it, as you observe them over a period of years, you get a better idea of where they're going to be in the future. But, you know, these things are effect, affected by the gravity of other planets, and, uh, you know, the, the, you get a very good accurate uh, orbit, but it's not perfect. And so that's why when you hear, read these um, reports of, like, a, there's this particular asteroid that might hit us in 30 years, and, and astronomers say there's a 20% chance or a 30% chance. That's because over time, just like the way the golf ball's or, uh, trajectory towards the hole is, is, could be changed along the way by little bumps in the road, an, uh, a comet's or, or an asteroid's orbit might be deflected over time as well. So the more observations that you make uh, of each of these asteroids, the better you can predict where they're going to be in a number of years, and we can identify which ones we need to be concerned about. But right now, it you know we, we haven't detected all of the ones that could be a threat. That NASA thinks we're about 95% there, and there are automatic telescopes that are looking every clear night for these things, and they're you know they're they're up to tens of thousands of these asteroids discovered and identified. Um, 
you know, but as, as time goes on, once we've identified them all, then we'll have, you know, right now, all the ones that we know of, none of them are coming near us uh, and are any threat for the next, I think I heard, uh, at least 50 to 100 years. Uh, have we tried to alter the path of any of these uh, in the past, or is this still all science fiction? Uh, we haven't tried to alter them. What we have done is we've uh, sent up space probes that have fired things into them, and I think there's uh, a Japanese yeah. mission right now. And I just read about and, that. You know, so so we're 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 sort of poking them, and uh, we're as I say, the Osiris Rex is going to scoop up some material and bring it back. Uh, but we know that a lot of the meteorites that we get on the ground, those are parts of asteroids now. And so we have a pretty good idea what a lot of these things are made of. We've, we're, we, the, what we've learned in the last 20 years is, is unbelievable about these things. Uh, so this, uh, the, the reason this whole story came to light is that the European Space Agency is actually going through uh, sort of a, a test and, uh, and, you know, a planetary defense scenario and simulation just to sort of see, you know, are all the pieces in place just in case... Uh, something like this happened. But, you know, to send something out and actually get in orbit beside one of these things takes a lot of energy. You need a great big rocket. You need a very sophisticated sophisticated spacecraft. And we would need several years to be able to put that mission together to even get it off the ground. Uh, and so uh, this is something that more, more and more people are, are looking at and are getting serious about. Uh, so that, uh, you know, we don't go the way of the dinosaurs one day. Randy Atwood has been with us, Executive Director, Royal Astronomical Society of Canada, NASA, talking about meteors posing a threat if they collide with the Earth. Randy, thanks for the time and insight. Fascinating stuff. Appreciate it. You bet. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML.